All right, we might as well get right to it, boys, because uh, people have apparently football to watch tonight. Like, the NFL preseason hype never ceases to amaze me. Everybody gets excited for it, and then after two and a half games of it, they're just like, fuck the preseason. So people are excited. Football is back. But you know what is definitely back is lacrosse. I mean, we are in the swings of it. Three games left in the regular season. Playoffs right around the corner. Just found out our three-team dais is all going to be likely meeting up together in Boston for the quarterfinals. So pretty pumped up about that. And I just let the cat out of the bag. You got the three horsemen of the book apocalypse, is what I was calling us earlier in our Slack team because we have just been crushing it. Hopefully you've been riding along and hopefully you've been doing good on your bets as well. I'm Dan Alexander. I'll be hosting our edition here of Bet on Lacrosse. And I got with me my guys, Charlie White, a Pickwise contributor, and of course, behind the scenes worker with us with what we do with Bet on Lacrosse. And we got the Pro Lacrosse Talk host and Action Network producer, Hutton Jackson, as well. So, Charlie, I'm going to start with you. How'd your week eight go? How you been, brother? And uh, also, where can people uh, find your stuff? I think just uh, Pickwise is, you know, head on over to the site, and that's where your write ups are, right? Yeah, you can just go to pickswise.com. On the top of like the banner, they have a lacrosse section. You go to there, you can find uh, all my best bets articles, all the game previews I do. Um, or you can just follow me on Twitter. I post all my plays, all my analysis for there. I throw a little prize picks in every week, too. Um, live betting, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, we went pretty well last week. Uh, we finished the month of July 13 of 18, 72%, plus 11.87 units, uh, which is pretty good. Hit my first live bet of the year because obviously in Rhode Island I don't have DraftKings, so I can't hit live bets. Thanks Hutton for that for placing that uh, cannons plus three and a half for me. And um, yeah, just go to my Twitter if you want to see all my all my plays, my full analysis. But uh, yeah, been pretty good. So yeah, it's not too bad when you're hitting uh, what that would be thirteen and five. Not a bad month of July for our man C Dubs there. And yeah, Hutton Jackson is on assignment as well. He is down in one of my favorite places, the Outer Banks. So I'm playing the role of bookie this week uh, for uh, for my guy Hutton. And um, my thumbs are tired, bro. We're we're spraying the board this week, man. How are you doing? And how did Week Eight shake out for you? I'm doing well, yeah. And I I, I thank you, and I thank Brandon, who also helped me out the past couple weeks because uh, I was in Wisconsin for two weeks. Now I'm in the Outer Banks. Um, we'll be back in New Jersey, uh, you know, this weekend. So following these games, I'll be back. I, I should hopefully not need you guys much more, but appreciate that. But uh, I'm also excited, too, because, um, you know, again, like when you mentioned, I work for Action Network. We just rolled out a feature where you can sync your bets, not only with BetMGM was one that we already had, and now DraftKings as well. So not only am I not have to minimally put it in place after this week, they'll automatically populate as well. So looking forward to, to being able to do that. And if you guys haven't download the action app i definitely recommend it. it helps you guys track your bets um and really kind of be a responsible better as well um and all my plays go up on there i try to put them all up um pretty quickly now with bet sync you know going forward after this week they'll automatically populate so it should be a, a little bit more timely when i put those up there but yeah excited to talk another uh pll weekend yeah, and as Hutton said there, responsible betting is the key. You know, I preach it all the time that good bankroll management allows us to have weeks 
where we just, you know, load up the machine gun and spray the board. Because if you're practicing good bankroll management, that's going to allow you to maybe, um, you know, spread yourself a little bit more thin, so to speak, on placing a couple more plays and things like that. If you stay disciplined to, you know, a 1%, a 2%, a 3%, a 4%, whatever your highest percent is that you're comfortable betting with your bankroll, that's the way to do it. Because even those ones that you think are five percenters, Eh, they could end up losing half of the time. Uh, live betting has been great, guys. Like, And I'll get into it on the show here a little bit. What we're going to do first, though, we're going to throw the mic over to Hutton in just a few so he can talk about Athletes Unlimited because this is Bet on Lacrosse. Yes, we'll be talking a lot of PLL today, but we also have women's lacrosse that you're able to get down on across multiple different sports books on Caesars. Um, also, if you have like some of those offshores like BetUS and things like that, uh, those lines are offered there as well. So we hit all the lacrosse here. None. Uh, it's it's all a safe space here on Bet on Lacrosse. We're going to get into some team futures um, and a little bit of the MVP future market because, whoo, talk about steam. Trevor Baptiste is like a goddamn sauna with the steam that came in on him on the MVP futures market. We're going to get into those moves. Were they warranted? Uh, a little bit of that before we get into our PLL week nine. But when we get into these games, you'll kind of hear I have some player props that I love and huge shout out to DraftKings and BetMGM finally opening up the player prop market because when it was just points, I was really staying away because I found that a lot harder to handicap at times than goal markets or assist markets or what my new favorite market is goalie saves so i've definitely dipped way more into the player prop side of things and it has been much more kind to me than those player props were at the beginning of the season so i'm gonna have some player props i'll be giving out three that i really like on the show um we have some totals we have some sides that charlie's looking at hutton has a little bit of a mix of both but as far as sides and totals i've kind of stop betting them pre-flop unless it's a number that I really think isn't going to be there. Uh, I just kind of wait for the live line because you kind of get to see how's the game going to go. And you can potentially be getting teams at three and a half point underdogs. And we already know what good underdogs are at one and a half, especially at two and a half. You're able to get some three and a half lines and sure, you know, they don't get home all the time, but that's a plus EV wager that I'd make through, you know, every time and two times on Sunday. So we're going to get into the PLL in just a little bit here, but I'm going to throw it your way, Hutton, because I just want you to break down a little bit of this athletes unlimited, you know, what you kind of been tracking, um, how much you've really been betting it. And, um, you know, just as far as from a better's perspective, because from a fan perspective, I love the fact that it was on, was able to throw it up on the TV. I was in a bar the other week and I was able to ask him, Hey, can you switch over? Having women's lacrosse in a bar is a great thing. Having any lacrosse is great, but just love how the game is being grown. And now that we're able to bet on it, it's a little topic on bet on the cross too. So Hutton athletes unlimited, just give us kind of an overview on what you've been tracking. Yeah. Great. to on ESPN as well. Um, you know, they pretty much have a similar amount of games on ESPN U and ESPN two as the PLL has been having um, ESPN, obviously uh, and ESPN two are more aware of the PLL has been living as well as a few on ABC and then uh, athletes unlimited though. They've had a lot of network games um, on ESPN U and ESPN two actually have one going on right now. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's been great that we've been able to bet on them. Caesars has posted lines. Uh, they actually didn't post lines for this week three. So I don't know if that was just, uh, you know, an error on their part. Um, so hopefully they're, they're returning, but it's been, it's been interesting because athletes unlimited, what m- many people may not know about it. One, it's women's lacrosse. So it's a little bit different, but it's also different rules. There are two pointers. Um, so similar to the pro game and the men's side where there's no pro, there's no two pointers in college, but there are in the pros. Same with women's lacrosse. They do have a two-point arc. It's a little bit shorter. 
Charlotte North has been killing it. Uh, but unfortunately for athletes on Lynn, it's mostly just been sides and totals that we've been getting. We don't get futures because the teams actually rotate each week. Uh, it would be nice to get some player futures because they actually have a leaderboard. And at the end, it's not like a team wins the championship. It's actually one player wins the entire league um, based on the amount of points. So it's almost like real-life fantasy lacrosse, you could say. Um, but that's kind of made it tough to handicap week to week because the teams are redrafted each week on Tuesday. So you're not really able to kind of get a good grasp on like team chemistry. You really have to watch the games a little bit more detailed and see who works well with each other or rely on the fact that if players had played together prior in college or whatever. But I've, I've kind of stayed away from sides. I thought there was some value. I hit on a bet early in week one when uh, Team Apuzo, Sam Apuzo drafted her team, and I thought it was pretty stacked, and they were ended up being the underdogs. So I, I think that's where there's some value if you think a team has you know value. But even then, um, most of the sides are juiced. You know, it's a, almost a pick 'em. They're juiced on both sides, so it gets a little bit trickier there. But I'd say just if you're going to bet, look at the totals more than anything because we got some. You know, the totals are a little bit lower in this sport than they are in the um, you know, PLL and NLL. And uh, the totals are where you can kind of really find, you know, some value because we've been fluctuating from, I think they opened at 19, 19 and a half to start. Then they were as high as 21 and a half, 22 and a half. Um, some of them went under. Then they went back down to 17 and a half. I hit an over on the 17 and a half game um, by the hook. So kind of finding, you know, when they kind of overcorrect one way is where um, I think you can find the most value. But then playing the money lines, I would kind of wouldn't recommend playing, um, you know, the plus one and a half, which is the standard that we've been getting because a lot of these games haven't been decided by uh, one goal. Um, I think there's only been three games decided by one goal so far in the three week or in the two weeks. So um, they play, they play three games though. And so that's where you can kind of, if you watch on Thursday, you can get a good idea of these teams and bet them Saturday, Sunday. Um, so it's a little bit tricky because you're kind of learning on the fly. It's not like with PLL. We know we know what the Atlas have done so far this season. We know what the Archers have done. You can't really predict it until you kind of see these teams in action. So um, those are kind of my tips for betting athletes unlimited if you do decide to, to do it. And it's a great league to watch and um, a lot of excite, excitement. It's a faster game than the college game. Um, so a lot of exciting uh uh, goal-scoring plays, uh, especially like I mentioned, Charlotte North is just lighting it up from the two-point arc. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get to see Charlotte North absolutely unload <laughs> on Twine, it is definitely worth checking out for sure. So that's a little overview on Athletes Unlimited. Also want to remind folks who are listening, you ever want to be a part of the space, just hit that request button. That's why we love going live. We could just record this as a Zoom and hear ourselves talk. We'd like hearing your thoughts as well. So if you ever want to hop in, just uh, hit that request to speak button. We'll get you in as soon as we can. Um, guys, I'm going to run down these PLL team futures. Uh, most of these are available on Caesars unless I stay otherwise uh hutton does a great job finding the longest odds gonna throw these down and then we're gonna get in the mvp talk if you guys want to throw in any futures talk as well just as far as the teams uh feel free to sprinkle it in once we go a little round table but whip snakes your odds on favorite at plus 375 is the best you can get if you have barstool sportsbook archers are plus 450 you can get that on caesars as most of these are available caesars likes tempting you with those longer longer odds it's also available on bet mgm atlas plus 450 on barstool and then the rest of these are on caesar you got water dogs 550 chrome 650 and then you got your long shots redwoods plus 1500 you got chaos is 15 to 1 as well and cannons basically 
no goddamn shot at plus 2,800. Uh, that's just been a rough season for them. And you look at the talent that they have, it's kind of surprising that uh, Cannons can't just stay a little bit more um, competitive or at least get home with some of these with the parity that we've seen. But uh, that's your chance for any of these team futures. But, Charlie, I want to throw it your way to talk about this because you had a great write-up on your Twitter, and you see Charlie in the space. Give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, he, you know, breaks down these games. Um, you know, he always, at the beginning of the week, uh, or at, at the beginning of um, the games before the weekend, he says, hey, these are my picks, but these are how I think it could shake out. He also gives out free picks all along the time. So give Charlie a follow here. But I wanted you to break this one down because Trevor Baptiste, on Monday, the start of the day was plus 400. And now the best number that you can get on Trevor Baptiste to win the MVP is plus 180. So, like, what the hell happened there, Charlie? I honestly have no idea. I just saw the plus 400 number on Monday when I looked at it. And I figured um, 400, that's like a 20% implied probability. There's a way better chance than 20% that Baptiste wins this award. Uh, I think, honestly, it's probably his his to lose. So my friend and I actually locked it in. Uh, I, I put it on my Twitter. I put an irresponsible five units on it because I really don't see anyone else challenging. Uh, Lyle Thompson leads the league in points, but that team's the last in the league. So I think that um, I listened over and back with you and uh, Greg Renly and Dan, and he made a great point that says, like, the there two or three of the other guys that are in the conversation are on the Atlas, like Chris Gray, Jeff Teat. And would they be doing what they'd be doing without Baptiste? I think that he's probably the most important player in the league. And the whole narrative that, oh, specialists shouldn't win it, I think that faceoff is probably one of the more important positions in the PLL because with these teams stacked on both sides so well, it really comes down to which team can possess the ball more. And I think that because that Atlas have Baptiste, that's why they score so many goals. They have they have the ball more than another team. Uh, that's just a very anecdotal way of saying it. But I think that Baptiste is the very clear favorite. I would probably take him anything at plus money right now. Um, I really don't see a scenario in which he loses this unless he just absolutely starts blowing it the next couple of day, uh, weeks. So I what do you guys think about that? Well, and I, and I completely agree. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I kind of missed the boat on on um, on getting value on Baptiste. We did have our guy Brad reaching out to us just to let us know uh, if you have bet three six five uh, for non Americans or you know Americans who use some of those offshores. You have bet three six five. Baptiste is still listed at plus four seventy five. On, uh, on on that one or excuse me 450 sorry about that so 450 at baptiste so that price is still out there i would love hammering that because i think you mentioned it and and you also plugged you know my episode of over and back you can find it in my uh in my twitter bio right underneath just click that youtube link or search over and back pll in youtube to see it but um greg beast he he, he really made the case and also used his own kind of story of talking with trevor baptiste and gave the 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 real signal that Baptiste wants to win this award like it's something that means something to him so the motivation is there and then it, the question is who else is there you know what I mean Lyle Thompson sure he's lighting it up but his team has one win you know Will Manny he was in the conversation but he's fallen back he's only had four goals in the or, or two goals in the last four weeks so you know it's it's kind of Baptiste and all the rest and I think also when you're talking about MVP, it's such a narrative-driven award in all sports 
that, you know, having a face-off guy potentially winning it and having it be historic because it's only the second ever win it in professional lacrosse. Um, you know, also having it be a guy like Trevor Baptiste who had some injuries, who, you know, is, is, is one of those public players as well that people get excited about. He's a household name. I think there's a lot of buzz around Baptiste. I think it's warranted. I just don't know if it's warranted to see, you know, 300 points of steam like that. That is unreal in an MVP market. And it kind of likens to what happened with Joel Embiid earlier this year when Joel Embiid, there was all this talk, you know, look at these numbers. It has to be his award to win. And he got steamed up. I think he was down to like plus 150 in the in the NBA MVP marketplace. And then the voting comes out. Jokic kind of steals the rug from under him. So I think Charlie makes a lot of great points there. I think Baptiste is in the driver's seat. Um, Hutton, I don't know if you have anything more to kind of add on this uh, Baptiste MVP race, and then we're going to get to some free plays here, our best bets for PLL Week 9. Yeah, I I agree with Charlie. I think it's his to lose right now. I do think there's a chance that with the stretch he is facing, he's going to face Withers this week. He's going to face Nardella. And um, I believe, uh, I forget who else he's facing. He's facing one more tough opponent as well. So, um, you know, there is a possibility that he could falter down the stretch, but he's looked so dominant, you know, even after, I think there was some cause for concern when we knew that he was injured, he misses that game. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how the whole narrative was going to go after that, because I figured like if they lose that game, it actually kind of helps his narrative. And sure enough, they lose that game by one, uh, you know, they end up losing and then they come back and they win and he has a dominant performance uh, the next week. And that kind of cemented him um, in there. But yeah, you look at Gregor Enley in season when he won MVP, the only other guy to do it uh, plus 70%, you know, he was over 70% and that's exactly where Trevor Baptiste is right now. So I think if he keeps it going, you know, I think even if, if he dips to around like 68 you know, 67%, he's still going to probably be the favorite to win it. Um, you know, unless we see somebody really come out and propel their team forward. I think Will Manny has a chance to maybe do that. Um, but right now I wouldn't bet anybody other than Baptiste. Um, and yeah, the, with the price, it's, it's tough. Like I want to say, um, I, I think right now with the price, if, if you have other futures out there, cause I just bet him at this price and I kind of had to do it because I was a little bit overexposed on the other MVPs. If you haven't bet an MVP yet, I would maybe wait a little bit, see if you could maybe get a little bit more value. Maybe his line gets a little bit longer if he does have a little bit of an off day. But the thing is he's going up into Denver where he played college. The narrative right there, I think is big. Just the only thing that it worries me is this is an award that could change on a dime. And I, I get, you know, I think great points made across the board that, yes, he is in the driver's seat. But, you know, all it takes is like a huge couple weeks from Will Manny and then he's back in the conversation because they don't want it to be a runaway award. You know what I mean? Like they want there to be conversation around it. Um, so, you know, that's the only part that worries me in a very subjective market you know, only getting plus 150. I would rather because Greg Grenley had made the point that part of the key for Trevor Baptiste at this point is making it deep in the playoffs, right? So you almost figure, um, you know, just play the Atlas and do like that kind of mechanical parlay where, you know, you bet on them every week. And yes, you're probably going to have to lay juice because they're probably going to be favorites every week, but just take a money line once the playoffs roll around, take them in the quarterfinals, take them in the semifinals because, then, you know, you probably will end up with a round that take back that you would if you're only able to get a plus 150. Like, if you're able to get, um, you know, plus 200 or above even, okay, you can talk me into that a little bit more. But I just think that's a tough price. I, I want to get our guys' thought 
on this. Uh, Brad joined in. He was the one who let us know on Bet365. You can still get Baptiste plus 450. So, uh, Brad, you want to chime in on this MVP future? You have some other stuff on your mind, brother. I absolutely want to get in on this MVP talk. Um, I find this kind of fascinating. I was uh, talking with Charlie a little bit earlier this week when he was uh, running down his thread of, of his bet. And I did end up taking some of that plus 450 that I mentioned to you guys, but uh, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I kind of looked at the 8,000 at the start of the year and, and passed it up. I just think that with this line movement, I know you guys uh, are saying, you know, bet any plus money you can find on him right now. I kind of think that's crazy. Um, you know, he's 3% ahead of Joe Nardella right now in faceoff percentage. Uh, one bad game, especially if that bad game is head to head with Nardella, whose team is performing much better. I think the the specialists on the Atlas and the specialists on the uh, on the whips this year are kind of even when you look at the the face off and the goalies. So I just struggle to to see how he has more than a fifty percent chance when you know Jeff Teets still out there at plus eight fifty. I think Lyles got uh, plus five fifty, and you know we saw last year with Blaze winning it on a bad regular season team. The league's not really focused on that team success so much. So there's so still a lot of uh, season left, a lot of narrative left. So kind of struggle to get to that plus 180 number. And and that's the way that I kind of look at it too, is like, I always, when I'm, when I'm betting a future, like I need some nice plus money take back. And I can't believe that you could have gotten a, a, an 80 to one on this ticket. I, I mean, good god like that 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 just makes my heart hurt but i'm like yeah i could get some value of plus 400 uh if you could have seen this uh you know season coming from baptiste i guess hindsight always 2020 but i'm not really a futures better for exactly what brad is saying right there um Hutton, i don't know if you have any kind of um you know thing that thing to add on the thought of you know maybe the implied probability or um you know how trevor baptiste could potentially find himself no longer in the driver's seat. So I'll, I'll let Hutton answer. And then uh, Charlie, you can kind of give the uh, final thoughts on that one, but good questions raised by Brad, I think, and, and fair ones. Yeah. Well, maybe I should have maybe been a little bit more prepared. I didn't realize he was all, already down to plus plus one eighty. I was still thinking he was more around the plus two seven five range. Um, plus one eighty. Yeah. I, I think, I think even if he has a big game in Denver, I don't think it's going to get that much shorter. So honestly, I think I would wait to see if there is a bounce back, um, maybe wait, you know, see what he does against Nardella, like you said. The other thing, too, is whether you play it now or not to, to realize is so the coaches and players are going to vote on who's the finalist for this MVP award at the end of the regular season. Um, and then they'll reveal the finalists and then you'll be able to, you know, continue to bet on them. And then they announce the actual winner the day before the championship game. So that what's interesting there is players and coaches are going to name the finalists. So just knowing that in, in, that, in our mind, like it's going to be based on like the peers and who they think, but then it's also the media um, and then the committee as well as some of the people in the front office of the PL that actually give the award. So it's almost like you're kind of taking two steps here. And so while I do think Baptiste, it's, I, I do think he's the favorite for a reason, just because I don't think, I think you take him away and the Atlas do struggle a little bit more. You do got Jeff T, you do got uh, Jack and Cannon. Uh, whereas I think the whip snakes have been really benefiting from Kyle Burnlor's play and that defense's play. No, no, discredit to Nardella, who's also been a monster um, at the stripe. But, um, you know, that's where I kind of think the narrative is there for more Baptiste than it is for anybody else. 
But I do think Brad has a point where, you know, if you are, if you do have any sliver of doubt, maybe you think Manny does have a chance to make a run at it. Um, maybe even think, uh, you know, a guy like Jeff Teat starts to emerge more and you're like, you know, is Baptiste still the MVP on his own team? You know, you could wait and just see who those finalists are and you're not going to get as great as odds, but at least you you kind of know what's going to happen. And I kind of feel like that's a similar situation too, um, you know, with team futures. We don't have to really get into that, but like people looking at that cannons number plus 2,800, that looks really nice right now, but they almost have a slim to no chance if they lose this week. If they win, their odds of getting in are at 66%. So you might as well actually just bet them on the money line this week as opposed to betting their future right right now at this point, you know? Um, but, you know, we can get that into that conversation a little bit later. But I don't know if Charlie has anything to add to that um, or any counter to, to what you were saying. Yeah, so my thing is I, I so from the last time we had an MVP talk, Hutton, you kind of laid out that they vote on it at the end of the regular season. So I looked at this last three, three games of uh, the Alice's season. They have the Water Dogs, which is Jake Withers. Then they have uh, the Whip Snakes, which is Joe Nardella. And then after that, they have Max Adler, who looked pretty good um, last week. But if I had to take a wild guess, Baptiste is probably very likely to finish 60% or more in the Water Dogs and the Chaos game. So if you're telling me I had plus 400 odds that Baptiste would have a 55-plus percent winning percentage against Joe Nardella, uh, and just basically, I think if he goes does well against Nardella and they beat the Whip Snakes, I think he's a shoe in for the award. Um, so I think that if you're giving me plus 400 odds on basically that alone, I'm going to take that 10 times out of 10. There's obviously still a chance that he could implode against the Whip Snakes. The Whip Snakes could blow out the Atlas. Um, he could go 40%, whatever. A lot of other players could come in and score a million goals the next three weeks. I just think that the way I see it, Getting the 400 number when I did based on the remaining schedule is kind of, I think, really good value regardless whether it wins or not, which is why I love the bet so much. So that, that's kind of what I have to wrap it up with. No, I think I think you nailed it there. Like if it makes sense for your bankroll to have your money tied up for six weeks to get a, a, a four to one back, I love that kind of value. And Brad also mentioned, um, not on the space there, but he, he tweeted at us that if you do have bet three, six, five, which people are able to get on that, it's an unregulated, um, you know, offshore that you can get down on, but um, you can, you can still get a plus four fifty, which is 50 cents, even more than a, a spot that we all kind of feel is valuable for a player who sure, you know, maybe the implied probability isn't there, but just the eye test, the narrative test and our ears kind of be into the ground and talking with people who are connected. Um, it, it seems like there's a little bit more uh, likelihood than not that Trevor Baptiste is going to be your MVP when all is said and done. But who knows, guys, like we said, even your best players are going to lose half the time. So, uh, you know, a crazy week from a couple different players. A Will Manny gets back into it. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a two-horse race. You know, you have Kyle Burnlore's save percentage go through the roof, and they're continuing to win. They only have one loss. Now you got a three-horse race, and it's anybody's game. You don't know how the voters are going to go. So I think valid points all around. Fascinating conversation there. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as you as we did. If you did, you know, hit us all with a follow. You can always reach out to us at Bet on Lacrosse and at Pro Lacrosse Bets. Boys, let's get into some even more actionable info. Everybody's favorite coming up here. We're going to get into week nine of the PLL can't believe that there's only three weeks left in the regular season. We're going to kick it off with this Redwoods and cannons game. Total is 24 and a half Redwoods, one and a half point favorites. But before that, 
little radio tease. Let's talk with another one of our pro lacrosse talk contributors. We've got Matt chiming in here. Matt, what's on your mind, brother? What's up, Dan? Um, I just want to say one more thing about the MVP before you guys got away from it. Um, I think Baptiste at plus 400, I think that's a great value. I don't know if, well, right now, I don't really love the number. And then, you know, I'm a Fogo. I love looking at the matchups. But um, Withers, his style, I just don't think it's going to fit well and be a good matchup for Baptiste right now, especially with his hamstring injury. You know, you, you see Grant Ament, he was out for weeks with his hamstring. Baptiste is still going to be, you know, a little bit injured. He's going to be a little hurt. And the way Withers faces off, um, uh, Baptiste, he's not going to get, like, the scoring opportunities that he normally gets because Withers is stand-up. He's not going to let Baptiste get those fast-break opportunities. You know, Nardella, he's only 3% less than Baptiste. He's not really talked about. So I think that that'll be a tough matchup, too. And Adler, um, you know, he's been out a couple weeks. Baptiste has played the whole season. He's injured. Adler's a little more fresh. So that makes me nervous. And then I think uh, if the Cannons make the playoffs, I think that Lyle might have a good chance of making it because without Lyle, that Cannons team might literally be winless. Like, they they just, you know, they've been struggling all year. And, you know, there's a reason all the Cannons games are on national television and they try to push Lyle onto, like, the national audience because, you know, he's one of the greatest players ever. So I think that they kind of want to push that narrative too. So I think Lyle Thompson is not a bad bet right now in my eyes. Yeah, and that is the, the the big if, you know, heard around the world. You know, if they're able to get in, yeah, he's live. But if they're not, you know, you, you have to shred that ticket. So you kind of have to weigh um, how likely is it. And I think Hutton was kind of laying out. Maybe there's some different ways to attack him. But good stuff there from our man Matt. A Fogo himself. We'll see how those matchups do shake out. If Trevor Baptiste can, you know, fight through those three, whew, I think it's going to be tough for somebody else to put a stamp on their name in this race. Guys, Redwoods Cannons, one-and-a-half-point favorites, total 24-and-a-half. I'm going to let Charlie kick this one off because he has the more traditional play. Hutton, you can bat uh, second, and I'll close it down with the best bet I have in this one in a little micro-market action. But I think you're looking at this uh, this, this total, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, right, Charlie? How are you, how are you leaning? Yeah, this pick for me is gross because last week I remember saying in the Slack that uh, I'm never taking a Cannons under ever again just because their defense is so bad. But then I looked at it and I'm like, the Woods have two straight overs, the Cannons have three straight overs. At some point, they both got hit and under. I think it's a perfect recipe for an under, and especially at 24 and a half. I think that the Cannons need to win uh, very badly if they want any hope at making the playoffs. The Redwoods also need to win because if they lose, they'll have the same record as the Cannons with a head-to-head loss. So that would vault them into last place. So both teams are really going to win. It should be a playoff-like atmosphere. And I think that the Cannons' defense and the Redwoods' defense, honestly, have both been pretty porous the past two or three weeks. That's going to stop at some point. They both have a lot of talented players. I think that they're going to reel it in, kind of play a tight game. Um, Denver Air going to be a little little harder to go up and down the field that the Cannons like to do. Uh, I think we're going to get some bad weather, too. So I think all of the ingredients kind of fall into place here for an under. Um, but, yeah, it, it is gross just because both defenses are very tough to go for. Hey, you know I love the gross plays. If it makes your stomach hurt when you bet it, I'm all on board. And I just categorically this weekend, um, I, I, 
I never like blindly bet stuff, but just because, you know, I didn't know which way the numbers were going to move. I didn't know if I was going to get any better juice. I took all four games and bet them under specifically because of one note that really touched on there. And that's that Denver air. These, these are teams that have traveled every single week. And now we're in week nine playoffs are right around the corner. Some of these teams, they already know that they're in. This is not one of those games, but traveling from Texas to go play in altitude at Denver. There's a reason why the Nuggets always have a good home record. There's a reason why the Utah Jazz always have a home record that's solid, and that is because you're playing teams on altitude. Typically, they are always getting a a, a little bit of an edge in a back-to-back situation when players are a little bit more fatigued. I get it that the guys get five days off in between every game, but in week nine of a season, having to go and play at altitude, and this is an angle we might be able to roll over to next week because next week is in Utah. So, you know, maybe they get a little bit used to the altitude. I'm not sure, but I do think there is something to nine weeks of of tough lacrosse, and yes, there was a bye sprinkled in there, but now you're going and playing at altitude in a weekend that might have some shitty weather with some teams that may have already punched their ticket to the playoffs. Again, that's not in this. This game, these guys should be balling. I really like that under. I'm co-signing that one with Charlie. It's one that I bet myself. Hutton, I think you have a little bit of a vibe on the side, and it kind of ties in to maybe just a, a betting philosophy that you're taking into this week. And then you have some player props as well, one that I think is a double best bet for us. Hopefully we can finally get one of those home Hutton double best bets. But I'll give the mic over to you and uh, give your thoughts on this Cannons-Redwoods game, and then I'll wrap it up. Yeah, I, I really like the Cannons in this spot um, just because every game from this point out is essentially a playoff game for them. Um, you know, they're motivated. Uh, and I just I haven't seen enough from the Redwoods still. I know they, they beat the Atlas two weeks ago, and that was a huge win for them. But um, I just feel like they play down to every team's level, and we kind of saw that with the Chaos. And, you know, now the Chaos have all their, their horses back, and they're looking like the Chaos of old. But um, I just I haven't been impressed with them um, overall. You know, I think this is going to be a close game. But I think now at plus 130, it, you know, was plus 120 on BetMGM. It's currently plus 130, I believe, on BetMGM now uh, for the Cannons money line. Um, I think there's some value there to, to take them in a spot that is a must win for them. Um, they've played all these teams close so far. They've lost some heartbreakers other than the Archers who have kind of had their number. Um, you know, they and they be, they played them pretty well, actually, in that first half. Um I, I think they're they're going to be good. The problem with most of these games is they've run out of steam. Other than this last game where they actually picked up some steam at the end um, and you know came pretty close to tying that up. Um, I just think it's a good spot for them, and I'm expecting a big game out of Lyle. And uh, and I think it's going to be. Um, I, I don't really have a read on the total in this one, um, but yeah, I like Cannon's money line. That's my favorite bet in this one. And then I have some props too, just purely based on the number. Uh, Perkovic getting you know, half a goal. So I like the over and half a goal, even though it's a little bit juiced at minus 135. Um, I think he's going to break through. Uh, I do think too, it's a good matchup with these short stick defensive middies. You know, you got, um, you, you got Goodrich, who's the top, one of the top guys in the league, but the cans have kind of struggled at that position. They did just add, uh, Pat Islanian, so that's going to be an upgrade, but still like, this is going to be his first PLO action. I think so far this season. Um, so that's, you know, a little bit of a tough spot for him. So I think Perk kind of finds the back of the net at least once. And I like Cav also to find the back of the net. Um, his is also at 0.5. Uh, 
goals. So I like that over, and I think you're kind of on the same wavelength as me, Dan, with that one. And for what it's worth, Perk has scored a goal in two straight games and three out of his last four games. Last time when they played last year when he was facing off against the Cannons, he found the back of the net against the Cannons. It's their first matchup this year, but there has been some – uh, recency bias, so to speak, on Perk finding the back of that twine. So you're just asking for a goal from him. That's a great number to go over. And I'm right there with you. We're going to give it the kiss of death, Hutton, and make it a double best bet. Those have never really worked for us, but this one's just too good to pass up. Over a half goal for Kavanaugh, for Matt Kavanaugh. We only need him to find the back of the net one time. He's failed to score in just two games this year. So he scored in five out of seven games that he stepped on the field. And is the opportunities there is the real question. He's had at least three shots in every game that he's played. So he always at least finds a way to find his hands free. Sometimes it doesn't hit the back of the net, but give me that over the half goal, Matt Cavanaugh, double best bet. And uh, yeah, man, talk about, uh, you know, bets that make you sick. We have an under from Charlie. We have a money line from a team with one win from Hutton and uh, we're going over half goals. So that's, game special let's get to the second game of the weekend saturday we got chaos chrome chrome are the one and a half point favorites despite being on a three game skid total in this one 23 and a half this one's a sheer pass for charlie but we got some crossfire on me and hutton so hutton uh you can you can finish off by giving your player props we'll do that but give me your uh your side here because this is one that you tweeted out and I was scratching my head a little bit. You want to lay it with the Chrome? Yeah, I, I hate laying minus one and a half with teams. Uh, you know, just it's not very good EV play most of the time in this league, just given the fact that these games are so tight. But I really like this Chrome team. They've had a tough stretch. They've played the Atlas. Uh, they played the Whip Snakes. Um, you know, they've played, they've played some tough teams so far, and I think they're ready to get a win again. You know, and they lost to the Water Dogs too, which was another tight one. So I think they're going to get in the win column against the Chaos team that this defense just isn't that that good. You know, other than Blaze, it's just it hasn't performed. They're missing Johnny Serdic this year. Um, it just hasn't been up to snuff. You know, even the last game, I mean, they only gave up 12 goals, but I still just am not bought on them. And I think this Chrome offense can really click against the team that does not like to slide. So I think you're going to see um, Nick turn, maybe put a you know few goals home, but I also like him more as a feeder in this game. I think Malloy is going to find the back of the net. I think Wisnowski is going to find the back of the net. So I'm kind of spraying the board uh, in terms of their player props as well. I like Chrome minus one and a half, especially at minus one Oh five. I think that's where the real value lies because um, I think they can easily win this game against the chaos, but you're also not having to lay that much juice either. Um, so I like Chrome minus one and a half and I like, over on two and a half assists for Nick Turn. He's been doing really well, um, you know, as a feeder throughout the season. You can make the case he's the rookie of the year so far. I like over one and a half goals for Malloy. Um, and I like over three and a half points for Wisnowskis because I do see Wisnowskis being able to either find the back of the net or, you know, feed to Malloy as well in this game. So those are the three for the attack. And Justin Anderson as well as I like his over one and a half points. So kind of going all over the place with this Chrome offense. But I just think the matchup is too good. I think, you know, Blaze will make some stops, but um, this defense, you know, they, they live and die by playing you straight up one on one matchups. And, Chrome has the guys to, to beat and win those one-on-one matchups. So I, I think they they have some trouble um, against this Chrome offense, and I think the Chrome easily win uh, this game. And the thing about having trouble with the offense, though, if there's one thing that can, you know, put a little lipstick on that pig, it is Blaze Reardon, a guy that we 
I'm cashing overs on his saves. Now, we have a little bit of crossfire, so ding, 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 hit the, the, the bell. I think Hutton has a little bit stronger of a vibe towards his chrome look than I do. On this chaos side, I, I think for me it's just kind of a value thing because chaos, you can get the goal and a half. They haven't been great getting the goal and a half. Actually, they're only one and three against the spread as one and a half point dogs this season. So they're kind of bucking that trend that's been pretty profitable. However, I might even sprinkle on the money line a little bit at 130 because part of my worry about backing Chrome in this game is the whole, you know, they're due. You know, they, they, they look so great to start the season, come out of the gate, they start 4-0, and and they've lost three straight since. So I just worry about the potential creeping in of this Chrome team being like, shit, like, are we actually what people said we were going to be preseason? Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but I just think in this game, we've seen an upwards traje- trajectory for chaos, and we've seen a similar downwards trajectory over the past three weeks from uh, from Chrome as well. So if you're giving me a goal and a half with a team that I think is a live dog to win the game, I'm going to do that. Again, it would be like a half unit, maybe a one unit play for me. It sounds like, um, you know, Hutton feels a little bit stronger on the side. I like those pr- player props that you're looking at. And last thing I have on this game is one of my best bets for the week. I'm going over the 10 and a half saves for Scannoni. And I know it's square, um, but sometimes the square plays get home just as much as the sharp ones do. It's minus 125 on bet MGM. And he's gone over this number four out of his seven games. So again, you know, three of the times he did, that's only one over that 500 mark. However, he has not this season gone back-to-back games without getting 11 or more saves. So he had seven last week, and I'm not saying, oh, this is an amazing trend, you know, pull off the rubber band or anything. I just think he'll be seeing some shots in this game. And then you're going to look to the overall standings and tell me chaos. Well, they only have 143 shots on goal for the year. That's worse than the PLL. However, only 54 of those shots were before they got burned back, before they got Dane Smith back. And again, it's four versus three games, but they've been putting more shots on cage. I think Scannoni will see some shots in this game. And I think if he does, he's going to have enough to be able to creep over that 10 and a half. Best bet for me, Scannoni over 10 and a half saves on BetMGM minus 125. Let's get into this Atlas Water Dogs game, guys. Atlas one and a half point favorites against the Water Dogs, who are underdogs again. Total 24 and a half since I've been going last I'll go first because I I don't love this play I just felt like based on all the Baptiste love uh, I had to bet this it's Baptiste to score a goal over a half goal it's plus 150 now was plus 170 you might be able to shop around and find a little bit better of a price but on MGM you can get 1.5 take back to your $10 bet or whatever your one unit is I know he only has three three goals on seven shots But this is a fun-ass bet. I'm looking forward to this Atlas game. So I'm going to just do the corny ass. Let me have fun. Let's have Baptiste smoke a face-off, go down, face-dodge a motherfucker, and hit the back of the net. Make even a bigger case for MVP. Let's go, Baptiste, over a half goal. Uh, You know, it's not even a little sharp, but it's uh, my bet that I'm going to be placing. Not a best bet for me, just a fun one. Charlie, how are you attacking this game? Because I think you like, uh, I think you like, or actually, hold up, Hutton. I'll give your uh, your thoughts on this Baptiste thing because I just got jacked up even just saying it. I might just go bet more because I'm so excited for it. So so talk me down a little bit or hype me up more, Hutton, and then we'll get uh, Charlie's thoughts. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a fun play. And uh, you are going, you have the Atlas going up against the team that's giving up the most transition goals as well. So that's kind of, you know, a nice little nugget to kind of go with that. Um, right now, Wardogs and Chrome are both giving up 42% uh, goals on 42% of fast breaks. So, um, and the Wardogs are giving up a plus 50 shooting percentage. So if there's a game to do it and bet Baptiste over, um, I know we did have Matt on today, you know, Withers might muck it up a little bit with him, but um, you know, Baptiste wins one of these cleanly this, uh, this defense, this water dogs defense hasn't been great in transition. So you might see him find the back of the net. All right. It's upgraded a max goat 10 unit play. And no, I'm just fucking with you. Baptiste. I, I, I like it just a little bit more, but still it's like a pizza money bet for me. I think it's just a fun one with a decent take back at plus plus one fifty. Um, we'll get Hutton's thoughts on some player props and uh, maybe he can bolster the thoughts on the side, but I think Charlie's looking at the side and the total in this one. And he's been nailing those all year long. Charlie, what do you got in this water dogs Atlas game? Yeah, so for picks-wise, I get one game a week where I do a deep dive in and I give analysis on the side and the total. Uh, Dogs Atlas was the game this week, so I think I have a pretty decent read on it. Um, so I did some research. So I, first, you got to start with the, uh, the total. I think this game is going to go under because both these teams, when they play other teams that are above 500 currently in the standings, uh, they tend to have lower scoring games. So um, against teams that are plus 500, the Water Dogs and the Atlas are both three and one to the under. Um, both of these teams, uh, twenty-four and a half total, are two and one to the under of twenty-four and a half. And I just think that it's gonna be a playoff, playoff-like atmosphere. The Atlas, they're vying for the one seed. The Water Dogs are on a hot streak, but they can't afford to lose many games, or they might, you know, rocket down the standings pretty quick. It's a pretty tight league, so this should be a, a very, a very. Um, playoff like atmosphere for this game so i think in those type of games anecdotally it tends to go under a little bit then you also have the deck you also have the uh possible bad weather so i think that all those things combine for an under now once that we have that locked down the under um the water dogs they haven't haven't put up a, more than 11 goals when they've won less than 40 percent of their faceoffs. withers are sitting at 43 percent for the year baptiste has not let the team win more than 40% of the faceoffs in any game he's played this year. So I think that right from the get-go, you're looking at a low-scoring game for the Water Dogs. However, when this games there, each team's games go under, uh, the Water Dogs are 4-1 against the spread at uh, plus 1.5 this year. They're 3-0 against the spread when the total goes under, and they're at plus 1.5. On the other hand, Atlas are 0-2 against the spread as a favorite when the total goes under. So if you think this game is going under, which I think there's a very good chance it does, it's going to be very hard to trust the Atlas winning by two or more goals. So I think that the Atlas are probably going to win this game, but I'll take the plus one and a half with the Water Dogs uh, just for the insurance there. So that, that's my kind of view on the game. God damn, that's a handicap one one right there. Side and total in shorter amount of time than it takes me just to get hyped up over a Baptiste bet. Well done by our man, Charlie White Hutton. Last word on this game. Then we're going to wrap it all up with, uh, I feel like all of these games could potentially be game of the week. We're going to finish off with the Whip Snakes Archers. If you want to hop in, just hit that request button. We'll get your thoughts on the slate before we get you out of here. But Hutton, last word on Atlas Water Dogs. What do you got, brother? I tend to, to lean, you know, what uh, Charlie was saying as well. Like, I love betting the Water Dogs as underdogs. It's been a lot of fun and very profitable so far this season. 
but I, I just can't do it against this Atlas team. So purely a lean for me, um, you know, the one and a half. Um, just can't bring myself to actually bet it. Uh, kind of leaning under as well, but again, not going to bet it because I could see this going one of two ways. You know, it could go be really high scoring. We could see a lot of back and forth. It could also be very low scoring. So not going to play a side or total in this one. I do like a few player props. I think getting Teat at over one and a half assists is very advantageous. They're going to not. They're going to do their best to try to let him score. So I think that's going to see we're going to see him being more of a feeder and you know make the extra pass. So I like his over one and a half assist prop. Um, I really like Michael Sowers under two and a half goals. You know he's had three goals I think in the last three games. So it's kind of you know you're kind of going against the trend so far. But um, I think he's going to be much more limited. We saw him run midfielder uh, this past weekend to some success, and that's actually you know doesn't mean him not playing attack actually doesn't mean um, less opportunities. In a way, he gets to sometimes have short stick matchups. But I think he's just going to be more limited in how much time he sees because he does have some medical history that he's dealing with, and I just think asking him to get another hat trick for the fourth week in a row is kind of a lot to ask. So I'm, I'm fading him, especially against this tough Atlas defense that has some good short stick defensive minis presses out on offense uh, or presses out on defense going to give them some trouble. So I like that prop. And then finally can cannon over 12 and a half saves. I would love it more if it was 11 and a half saves, but the uh, water dogs do take the most amount of shots in the league. Um, and they also, as I pointed out last week, when we cashed on a uh, Nick Morocco over um, a lot of their, I think, they're either last or close to the bottom in possession ending events, ending in a save, whether it's messy or clean. So those are some advanced stats that uh, the PLL stats team has put out. Um, and that kind of helps me, you know, handicap this one. I just think that Kincannon's going to see a lot of shots and he's one of the best at stopping it on the doorstep. So I think he's going to have a big game this week. Oh, my nice little, I mean, Hutton wasn't lying at the top of the show when he said he sprayed the board with player props. I mean, I mean, what it was like, Three in that one, four in the last game. And uh, I can confirm as being the one who's placed Hutton's bets for him this week. Uh, the dude is buzzing. Uh, just to add to something Charlie said as well, this season, the Water Dogs are four and one against the spread as one and a half point dogs. You go back to last year, they are nine and four as one and a half point dogs. And that's relatively the same roster that they had last year. So this is a team that when they're underdogs, they're barking for sure. He's looking towards those dogs. He's looking towards that under. I'm going with the Baptiste over the half goal. And Hutton has a whole laundry list of props that he's hitting in this one. Boys, it's time. The last game of the weekend, which on paper looks like it could be the best. Archers taking on the Whip Snakes. Whip Snakes, one and a half point favorites in this one. Total 23 and a half. Hutton, how are you betting this game? I know that you're into uh, some uh, some player props. Do you have anything on the side or the uh, the total in this one, or is it just all player props for you? We'll get Charlie's thought, and then I'll wrap things up here. This is another tough one for me. The Archers are super hard to handicap just because they're such a talented team, but the face-off disadvantage they have week in and week out just makes it hard to you know see if they're going to get enough possessions to overcome you know their deficit at the face-off stripe. And this is another game, a tough matchup. It's going to be similar to the Atlas last week where they're facing Joe Nordella. Um, so Whipsnakes are probably going to have a possession advantage. Whipsnakes' uh, new offense that they're kind of rolling out with Keegan Khan at X um, and having Zed and Rambo up on the wings is starting to work, you know, really well. You've seen Gutterman get involved with a two-man game with Rambo and stuff. So, overall, it, it's tough for me to pick a side in this one. Uh, I'm kind of going to sit back and, and see if maybe I can get value on the live line, you know, if maybe we can get some some really good plus money on a money live money line and see if they come back, you know, get some positive plays there. Um, I lean over just because I do think, 
you know, the Whipsnakes are starting to find a groove on offense. Archers, obviously, we know they can score. Um, so that would be my lean, but I'm not betting it. But in terms of player props, I think, you know, now that we have goal props is very advantageous because the points make it tricky because they kind of have to, you know, aggregate both points and assists. Zed Williams and Will Manny are goal scorers. We've seen Will Manny be a feeder um, in a few games this season, but predominantly those two guys are goal scorers. And right now their goals prop is one and a half. I like betting both of those. I think Zed's going to break through eventually. Um, and I think he's going to get two goals this weekend. And I think Will Manny's going to have a big game as well. And I know you're kind of feeling the same way, Dan. Yeah, it could be another kiss of death, double best bet. I mean, we got two of them this week, Hutton. We can't go over for 2. Shit. I mean, I'll get to my best bet here in just a second. Is it Zed or is it Manny? I'll let you know the double best bet that Hutton and I have for you. But Charlie's got a vibe on the side. Are the dogs barking again here, Charlie? I mean, the whip snakes just don't cover spreads as a favorite. It's just, it's, you brought up the whole water dogs plus one and a half. They're nine and four since last season. I think one of the most profitable uh, other blind bets you can take is just taking any team plus one and a half against the whip snakes. They might not win, but they're going to cover the one and a half. So I think there's a very good chance that we see some negative regression here. I mean, the whip snakes, I know their stick is to win one goal games, but at some point they got to lose one, right? And I think that the Archers, after a like in a bounce back spot after a tough loss to the Atlas, I think this is the perfect time to take them. I know plus one and a half is juice for the Archers, but I feel confident that they're gonna. I think they're gonna win this game outright. But even if they don't, I do not think the Whip Snakes will win by more than one because they just haven't done it. They won one game by two goals to the Chaos, and I didn't watch that game, but I think there was some fluke thing that happened that they didn't end up winning by uh, only one. But either way. Whip Snakes might win this game, sure, but they're not going to win by more than one. So I think that plus one and a half with the Archers is a pretty safe play because you get that one and a half and you also get them if they win. So that's where I'm leading for this game. Second time this season that we've seen Archers is one and a half point underdogs. They covered the first game. And going back to last year, this is only going to be the third time total. That means one time this year, one time last year. The Archers have covered as underdogs every single time. They're 2-0. and oh. It's a small sample size, but it's a good one against a team that, like Charlie astutely said, they don't really cover that one and a half. They might win, but they don't really cover that one and a half. Last year's matchups between these teams, you just flipped who the team was that won. 15-14 and 15-14, both of the matchups last year. Archers won one. Whip Snakes won the one that was in the playoffs. So these are teams that play close. That one and a half, a look that I like. I'm hoping that the whip snakes go up early so I can get a little bit more juice on the archers potentially on a live line, but I co-sign that one again. A lot of a lot of consensus agreement. We had one crossfire on the Chaos Chrome game, but we're all kind of in lockstep, which worries me a little bit, but I think we got a, a, a finger on the pulse here. So, Hutton, we're doing it. We're making a double best bet. It's going to be on Will Manny. Over one and a half goals. That's my second best bet that I have here for you on the show. It's only minus 115 on BetMGM. I love the number, and I love the situation, too. After starting the year with 13 goals in three weeks, oh, my God, Will Manny's the man. He's just scored two goals in four games. And let's be fair, hasn't been by lack of trying. One game, he had 11 shots. In these four games, he's taken 22 shots. So he's still trying to pepper the cage. He's just not finding the back. I think there could be some positive regression in the case of Will Manny. And if he wants any chance at creeping back into this MVP conversation, he needs a big game against the Whips. And now, well, you don't bet against the Whips. Kyle Burnlor is crushing it. 
Well, last year, and that's all we can draw on because this is their first meeting this year, two games against the Whips, Will Manny scored six goals total. He had two in their playoff matchup, and that was against Phipsy in their regular season match, in their regular season meeting, which was kind of what contributed to Burnlore finding himself on the pine. Four goals. Will Manny dunk it on Burnlore. Let's have him do it again. Two goals is all we need out of you, Will Manny. Get back in that MVP conversation with two goals. Will Manny over one and a half goals. My best bet in this Whip Snakes Archers game. So thank you for tuning in and listening in to the entire show. Because, dear God, if you didn't get some actionable info out of this one, Jesus, you weren't listening because we were firing on all cylinders. You can go back. You can re-listen. That's our thoughts on the slate. If you want to give us yours, reach out to us at Bet on Lacrosse at Pro Lacrosse Talk. Uh, that's the way to get at us. We would love to hear your picks. You agree? You disagree? Hit us all with a follow and chime out to us. So, uh, Hutton, Charlie, always a good time, boys. Love doing these live spaces. Hope you all enjoyed it as well. If you enjoyed it, just tell people about the show and make sure that you're following us on all socials. Free information. Can't ask for much more. Check out Hutton's articles and his picks on the Action Network app. You can also find some of his write-ups on Action Network as well. You can get all of Charlie's plays and deep depth analysis on PicksWise. Just follow him on Twitter and also head on over to PicksWise. Check out that lacrosse tab. That's going to do it for us. For my guy, Charlie White, for Hutton Jackson, I'm Dan Alexander. And we'll talk to you next week, hopefully with a little more money in our pockets. Bet responsibly, and we'll talk to you next week on Bet on Lacrosse.